Aloha. Aloha. I got to do something. You guys got to do it with me because this is a party this morning. Man, it has been a blessing this morning to worship with you this morning. How many of you have heard the term wow factor? Can I get a witness over here? Wow factor. You may not believe it or not, but it is found in the Cambridge English Dictionary. And the wow factor is defined this way. The wow factor is a quality or feature of something that makes people feel great excitement or admiration. It's up on the screen. I want to read it one more time with you. The wow factor is a quality or feature of something that makes people feel great excitement or admiration. This is revealed to people of the past and people of the present. If you know some of them, it's up on the screen. Jackie Chan. Can I get a witness over there, right? He had the wow factor. He is a wow factor. Bruno Mars. Anybody know Bruno Mars? Right? You should know. That's a local brother right there. Harriet Tubman, right? The activist who did the under, uh, Underground Railroad uh, transitions. Billy Graham, one of the greatest preachers of our time. He had the wow factor. Jackie Robinson, the first African-American baseball player. Steve Jobs. How many of you own an Apple product? Can I get a witness, right? Now, now, let me say that again, because only three of you rose your hand, and when I came to church, everybody had an Apple product. How many of you buggers own an Apple product, right? Thank you very much. All right, this is church. It's not one of those quiet churches, okay? You can participate in this church, all right? Steve Jobs, even if you pay $1,200 for your phone, God bless you. All right, Bill Gates, how many of you use Microsoft Word or probably all that stuff? Bill Gates, these were people who had the wow factor, but I want to bring it back a little, and because we have a reason to be excited today. Can I get a witness? Amen. We have a great reason to be excited today because we're celebrating Easter. And there is a wow factor to be known today. And it's found in one big word. It's very simple. Say it with me. H-O-P-E. One, two, three. Hope. Say it again. Hope. This hope we're going to talk about is found in Romans chapter 12. If you don't have your words, you can look up on the screen with me. Otherwise, us at Ohana Church, we celebrate God's reading of the word by standing together. Would you stand with me as we read Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 13? You may say, why do you stand in the reading of God's word? Because we believe God's word is himself. And we show adoration and reverence and much attention and our affection towards him. And so we stand in the reading of God's word. The Paul the Apostle says this is the marks of true Christianity. I mean, this is how you can determine whether or not you're a true believer and a growing believer. He says this, let love be what? Genuine. Abhor what is what? Evil. Hold fast to what is good. Here you go. You ready? Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing what? Honor. Listen to me. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. And here's our main text. Say that word with me. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show what? Hospitality. 
Now, there's a lot of words in there that if we view this from an American viewpoint, it's the opposite. But God, I pray we would be defined not by what our context or our culture says, but what our God says. Help us to be like Jesus in the flesh here on earth. And for those who do not know Jesus, may that be different as we end today's time together. We thank you for this experience. We love you. We're grateful for the gospel. And God's Ohana says, amen. You may be seated. I want to ask you a few questions today, and I want to answer it based on what the text says. Four simple questions with four simple answers. Vote biblical. We believe we are a Bible-preaching, gospel-centered church, and so that's where we get our answers from. And the first question is this. What does it mean to rejoice in hope? Read that out with me. One, two, three. What does it mean to rejoice in hope? I want to break out some terms for you. The word rejoice and then the word hope. The word rejoice is an action word. It is a verb. It means to delight in something or someone. Are you with me? It means to delight, delight in something or someone. What rejoicing is, it's a party. All right? It's a paina. It's when somebody graduates from high school coming up this summer and all the pickle mango is out. Can I get a witness, right? And we're ready to slop some pickle mango, right? I, I feel so bad because I don't carry cash on me. And as we passed in the homestead yesterday down Kilka, had all the tents popped up, pickled mango. And I'm asking my five-year-old son if he has $5. <laughs> Shame on me. You know why I'm asking? Because his birthday was just a lot of days. So he got to have $5. Luckily, he left his money at home. Smart boy, right? Smart boy. But we, we, we pickle. It's a celebration. Bust out the pickle mango, baby. Bust it out. Bust out the lao lao, the squid, the lua. Bust it out. That's what it means to rejoice in something or someone. It's also a, a definition of, like me, if you look at me, you, can't, you can tell that I, this Hawaiian, love food, okay? You can just tell, okay? All right, if you did not know, I love food. And what I love when I was in the mainland for 12 years, all right, I love everything, okay? I mean, look at some of these pictures. Has anybody been to Cracker Barrel? Amen. All one of you. Some of you, you guys are going to have to get Hawaiian Miles or something, okay? Because get Cracker Barrel in Las Vegas, Nevada, baby, all right? And it is delicious. How many of you have been to Chick-fil-A? Amen. All two of you. Some of you got to travel more often. Come on. All right? How many, how many of you, all right, have been to In-N-Out Burger? Can I get a witness, right? I mean, those animal fries is glorious, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you've not experienced animal fries, you've not experienced heaven. Come on, baby. All right? How many of you have experienced, but everybody's hands should go up either. How many of you have experienced a glorious Hawaiian plate? Can I get a witness, right? I mean, that's my favorite. I'm a Hawaiian boy. I love my fish and poi. I'm a big boy. Lomi salmon, pipikawa, extra large. Squid or chicken luau. Don't forget the beef or tripe is going to make you feel. All right. I mean, that, that's, that's what it means to rejoice. I mean, we come to church, and we're dead. We're more dead than the people in a life cemetery sometimes they come to church. We need to rejoice. Can I get a witness out there? We need to be excited. There's a reason to be excited. But there's this thing, because we know God, we can't do things. We cannot act out. You know, I mean, if you come to Ohana, you know we wild over here. Kids running all over the place. We're not organized during the worship because we like it that way. 
There's a reason why we call the church Family Church. Because we are a family church. The church that, the family that prayed together, stay together. The family that worship together, stay together. The family that get nuts together, stay together. And some of you, you know what I'm talking about. We get nuts. It's not a Hawaiian thing. It's a human thing. Because we're human. And we, what happens is we rejoice. Here's the second word. The word says hope in our text today. The word hope in the Greek language is the word el peace. It means to trust with expectation. Here's the problem. Our hope is not a superstitious hope. The Greek language is very clear that this hope is an expectation, expectation hope. I mean, it's not this kind of hope. Oh, I just hope. Cross fingers, right? Oh, I just hope. That tax return would come in, you know what I'm saying? Knocking wood. The hope we're talking about is the hope that is found only in true worthiness. You came today because maybe you lack hope. Well, we're going to give you hope today. There's a beautiful picture of what this hope means. It's not crossing fingers. It's not a superstitious kind of hope. It's not even a gambling kind of hope. This hope is perfect. It's to trust with expectations. It's complete trust in, this is here, here it is, it's a noun. A noun is a person, place, or what? Thing. So we see the, 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 the verb, the action of rejoice, and we see the noun, the person, place, or thing of hope. The next question should be, what or who do we hope in? Since hope is a noun, who do we hope in? Well, the word rejoice as a verb and a hope as a noun gives us that answer found in a different book called Colossians. Colossians says this, to them, say that word with me, God. To them who? God. Chose to make known how great among the Gentiles, and the word Gentiles is just like an, an auto word for like, like people we don't belong, like we don't like mess with, that kind of deal. People, you know, like you Hawaiians in here and all that, right? Great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. Here's the answer, which is, say that word with me, Christ in you. Say the words with me, the hope of glory. So what and who do we hope in? Christ, Jesus. This is how Eugene Peterson says it above this text. He says, the mystery in a nutshell is this. This is what I would say as a local router. Hawaiian, listen up. I'll give you plain English, right? A broken English, all right? He says this way, Christ in you. So therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple, bro. That's hope. Jesus in you, the hope of glory. That's the hope. Now we put our hope in other things. And here's a great picture. When somebody has hope, there's some rejoicing going on. Can I get a witness there? There's a paina going on. There's, there's some celebration going on. How do I know this? Because on November 18, 2017, a couple months ago, 16 of us Hilo High School football coaches and 60 varsity football players made history. We hold up the COA championship trophy, and all of us made history by being the, older, the, outer, the only outer island team in all history of state championship to do what no other island team could do for Division I football. We won the state championship. You know what that did? You know what that did? That gave hope. How do I know that? Because immediately my phone rung that night. 
Lueka Longakit, who was a quarterback. I blocked for him in Kyoka days, all right? He was a great quarterback. He called me out, Kahuzik. Uh, I want you and Coach Kael and some of the players to be on KWXX and share about what happened at State. See what's going on with Hope? We start becoming famous because we did something that nobody in history has done. These crazy Hilo boys. We go play some Honolulu boys, and we never just beat them. We lick them. <laughs> I'm not trying to be, you know, non-humble. Sorry, okay, for some of you. All right? But we bust them up. They didn't get dirties from us. You know, and, and for us, you know, it was the Catholic school, so it was even better for us. Us, us Gentiles. Us pagans. Take that. And then let's pray together after the game, right? That's the hope. We, we provided hope. I mean, we, we heard on the radio that, like, uh, cronies is packed with people. You welcome cronies. Some of you who are not in business don't understand that, right? That's what happened. Man, and more, they recognized us in the Christmas parade. The county called us, took our boys out of school. The boys was excited. Went to the county building. They gave us all certificates. There was a big deal. The football team gave hope to the city. And then this text says, rejoice in hope. And I believe that we won and we had a great season because something was evident in the team. More than a state championship, you guys don't know because you guys don't see it much as we do, as I do as a coach. Jesus was proclaimed on that football program. When one of our coaches had cancer, diagnosed cancer, the boys stopped everything. They led, they laid hands on him, they prayed for him. He was healed two days later by, by miracle doctor medicine, right? Procedure, we believe that as a church. I mean, things were happening. Football players were coming faith to Jesus. They were doing videos about their relationship with Jesus. Why? Because they found a hope that wasn't in themselves or in the program. They found a hope that was higher than them. It was found in Christ alone. So here's the third question. Is this hope in you? Let me ask that question again. I'm not asking if you play church every week. Is this hope in you? The gospel says this, those who are apart from Christ and stay apart from Christ always have no hope. And their lives will look like that, that there is no hope. They will victimize themselves. They'll get part of context and culture and let context and culture define who they are in their life rather than what the gospel says about Christ. This is what it means. Everyone in this room was born a sinner. Everyone. Even those pretty babies and my boy that I was holding this morning, they're filled with sin. How do I know my little boy's filled with sin? All right? Because he knows how to get his way. Did the kind of call, you know, as I was living kind of call, who taught you how to cry for something that you cannot have? Sin. We look at these, oh, these babies, they're so beautiful. Yeah, they're a ball of sin. That's what they are. And you laugh. You, you are them too. Right? All you mamas laugh because you know what I'm talking about. And that's, that's what sin does. Sin is deceiving. Sin is pretty. Have you guys seen my son? My son's one good-looking boy. I mean, it never even come from me Lane because, you know, we adopted him. But praise God, we take him. That beautiful eyes, the hazel eyes. He is handsome, and when he does the... 
deceives me. Because you know what I'm going to do? Hey, boy, here's your chocolate cracker. There you go, you know? He is deceived. That's what sin does. Sin deceives mankind. Therefore, we need a remedy, and that is found in Christ. You, you need Jesus. I need Jesus. We need a remedy. And the Bible said 2,000 years ago, God did what you and I could not do. He gave us life and life abundantly. That's what the Bible says. You don't need more money. You don't need more relationships. The relationships are good and more money is good. Can I get a witness? You don't need more of that. You need hope. And hope is found in Jesus Christ. Here's the problem. You're a sinner and you must repent. If you took your last breath today, do you know that you have hope taking your last breath today? Because if you don't have hope, the Bible says you spend eternity in a place called hell. God is not happy with that. I am not happy with that. Y'all should not be happy with that. We should not be happy with that. And that's why we do what we do. To point people to the beauty of our Savior. So is this hope in you? Because if it's not in you, it can be in you. Look at what John 5 says. He says, truly, truly, meaning listen up. I say to you, whoever hears my word, and say that word, and believes him who sent me has what? Eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So here, here's the answer. Is this hope in you? How do we receive this hope? Believe. For so long, creation has made up religions, and creation has used religions to say this. This is what you got to do to have a relationship with God. And no smoke, no have an immoral relationship, no, no, no drink, no do all this. Here's the deal. Those are just a, a, a result of sin. They're not just sin at a whole. And so what we must do, we must do what... No other religion teaches. You ready? Surrender. No, man, that's not, that's not, I'm not surrendering to nobody. Who you think? I'm not a punk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, you are. You're not as tough as you think you are. I'm not as tough as I think I am. I'm not all that. You're not all that. And that's why you're in the problem you're in today. We need hope. And the gospel calls us to believe. The gospel calls us to believe. Forsake your old way of living and embrace God's way of living. Here's three ways. This is what believe means in the Bible. Number one, repent. Say that word with me. Repent. Repent means that you ask God for forgiveness for all your sins. First John says this, God is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. The second part of believing is say that word with me. Receive. This means trust in Jesus. See, here's a different thing. It's a different kind of action because it's a heart action and not a physical action. What you must do is receive. The Bible says it, receive the Lord Jesus, not just as your Savior. That's a problem with Christianity in America today. We love Jesus as our Savior, but we don't love Jesus as our Lord. We love Jesus when he gives us stuff, but we don't love Jesus when he putty us. Spank, if you never know what part you mean. <laughs> right? We love Jesus when everything's going good, but start getting, start suffering, 
and start getting problems in your life. Ugh, that Jesus, listen to me. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. He is our hope. Lastly, to believe means to be redeemed. There's a lot of Christians out there that say, oh, poor me. You know the, the Eeyore? You know, the donkey on top, Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> poor me. Oh, I guess it's just raining today. And some of us just live that way. But listen, because we believe in Christ, we have a reason to rejoice. Can I get a witness? There's a reason why we can sing the way we sing. There's a reason why we can say, and not be ashamed about it in the church. Because there is hope found in Jesus. We have been redeemed. We have been rescued. We have received Christ. We have been restored from death. He has placed us into life. And he has given us what we couldn't give anybody in this world. Hope. Hope. Say that word with me. Hope. Look at what 1 John says. He says, if we confess our sins... You see that? If we what? Confess. God, I'm a sinner. That's what he's saying. God, I look at things that I shouldn't look at. God, I'm living in a lifestyle that I shouldn't be living in. God, I'm doing something that is contrary to your word. God, I need your forgiveness. And listen to me. We all need forgiveness. That's the good thing about the church. People say, the reason why I don't go to church is because there's too much hypocrites. Perfect, you're one too, join us. <laughs> oh, uh, that's the one that's not laughing, you may be perfect then, right? You're a good person, right? The Bible says even if you did all the right things, you're still away from him. Because your heart doesn't belong to him. So if we confess our sins... And now I'm saying going on Facebook and the only person you talk to is Facebook, confessing your sin on Facebook, all right? I'm talking to God. If you confess your sins, he is what? Faithful and just to what? Forgive. What? We got people in this room. Huh? To what? To what? Forgive us of our sins to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me just make a claimer out there. The reason why there's not much response when we talk about sin is because we are in sin. It's easy to talk about jokes and ha-ha, goo-goo, gaga stuff on the stage and laugh with it. But when we start addressing sin, hard for talk about that because we're in it. And that's what hope does. And, oh, man, I, condemn, I feel condemned today. No, I feel convicted today. God gave us a gift today to trust in him, to believe in him. Look, I read it from the top. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look, you're one breath away from your breakthrough this morning. You're one confession away from your hope this morning. All you have to do is surrender. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus. Here's the question. Number four, the last one. Would you like to receive this hope today? Would you like to receive this hope today? I don't apologize for our style of preaching the gospel. There's a lot of fancy churches out there, but we don't want to be that church. We want to be like a doctor who's honest. Who, if you have diabetes or cancer... 
that that doctor's job is to what? Tell the truth. Can I tell you the truth this morning? You're a sinner. And if you don't have hope, you'll spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell. Now, I'm not trying to scare you out of hell into heaven. I'm trying to scare you into Jesus. Today, would you make it this day to respond by faith, trusting in the hope of glory, Jesus? Would you do that today? With every head bow and eye closed. I want to speak specifically to those that do not have hope this morning. Would you this day respond to the gospel by believing? And if that's you today, if you would say you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you've heard the gospel clearly today that you must repent, you must receive, and you must be redeemed. If you heard that clearly for the very first time and you've never made Jesus your hope today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, today, with no one looking around, every head bow, every eye closed, would you simply just raise your hand and say, I want that hope today. Yes, all around the room. Raise that hand high. High. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want that hope. Would you put it down? God, we pray for those. And, and right now, everybody, rejoice with God. Clap to God. Thank you for the several people who have responded by grace through faith. Repent of your sins. Receive Jesus. Live redeemed. Listen to me again. Repent from your sins. Receive Jesus. And live redeemed today. Trust in Christ. The gospel says, because of your response in Jesus, you are now saved. You have hope. The hope of glory, Jesus.